Oh, MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today in studio with us is Paul Telcher, owner of Solar Control Jackson. He's here to help with your window tinting, window film. You want to lower your energy cost by adding tint to your windows. It's that kind of season. Time to go. Or maybe you want to have more natural light in the house without the harmful UV rays. Wouldn't that be nice? Paul Toucher will help you achieve those things. As always, we're here to help you with any other project you have going on. But first, first, we're going to talk with uh, Ben and Aaron Napier from the new HGTV show, Hometown. As always, share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, and Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. Today in studio with us is Paul Toucher, owner of Solar Control Jackson. He's here to help with your window tinting and window film. Do you want to lower your energy costs by adding tint to your windows? Or maybe you want to have more natural light in the house without all the harmful UV rays. Paul Toucher will help you achieve those things, and as always, we are here to help with any other projects you have going on. But first, we're going to talk with Ben and Aaron Napier from the new HGTV show, Hometown. You may have heard about this because it's done right here in Mississippi. Uh, uh, before we get to uh, Paul, uh, the other day I spoke with Ben and Aaron Napier from the new HGTV show, Hometown. It's filmed in Laurel, their hometown, and uh, they're all about building up the community they're, uh, they're from, and now they do it every episode by helping people find and create their dream house. It's really cool. Here's what they had to say. Uh, now, for those of you who might not know, how did you two get your start? So That's the most complicated question that you can ask. <laughs> well, good. I started strong. Yeah, there's there's two questions there. So we got to start with HGTV through social media. And that's usually the question that people always want to know is, how did you get on HGTV? Right. And really, it was totally by accident through Aaron's Instagram. Really? Yeah. And um, we Ben has a background in history. Uh-huh. I have a background in art. That's what our degrees are in. And he just kind of was a hobbyist woodworker. For um, the first, you know, the early years of our marriage, and he was building furniture for our own house, and then friends wanted furniture, and then, you know, people started asking for custom pieces, and then it became a little more than a hobby, and he was, at the time, working in student ministry, and he decided that eventually it was time to step away from career ministry and think about really pursuing this woodworking and and being a professional maker. I owned a company at the time that was called Lucky Lux, and it was letterpress wedding stationery and we were an international company because we were online based and he wanted to you know take on a role in the company as kind of more administrative so I could focus on the creative side and then um you know at that same time we were renovating a a historic craftsman home that was built in 1925 our first house together and we had renovated a loft that we rented when we first got married um and it's I guess the images that we share on social media just caught the attention of HGTV and here we are. So we put our backgrounds in history and art and woodworking into these homes that we're restoring for these new people coming to our town. Yeah, and it was it was more than just you know the day to day life going on in um, in small town America. You know, it was more than Aaron and I sitting on porch walking our dogs through you know beautiful streets. It was that anytime there was an event going on in town. We were there with thousands of other people, and anytime there was a uh, ribbon cutting for a new business, everyone in the downtown community came out and supported them, and um, and that was what got the network's attention. It was like, oh, okay, well, so there is something going on in small town America. It's about wow. community. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing, and and I will say, as a hobbyist who does a lot of stuff like uh, you were talking about, Ben. Um, 
I'm going to need your Instagram account. <laughs> so that I can yeah. get to HGTV also. Okay. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so uh, you guys met at Ole Miss? We didn't. We Actually, met at a community college. Yeah, Jones County Junior College. Oh, cool. Give yeah. it up for Jones County. All right. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, Both of our families went there and then went on to major universities. And I had been waitlisted at the college I wanted to go to basically my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Jones, and I had low expectations, and then it was absolutely amazing. Um, I had the time of my life. I met <laughs> the closest friends of my life. I met Ben. And um, we just had a really wonderful college experience there because it really is, you know, an amazing school. And then I followed Ben to Ole Miss, and that's where my dad went, so he was proud of us. Okay. Yeah, so that's how Ole Miss plays into the picture. Well, that's funny. I like how you said, I, I went in with low expectations and found a husband. So, there you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, as the newest HGTV couple, how often do you get care, uh, compared to others uh, like Chip and Joanna and all that, all those others? Do people ask about them? Constantly. Um, it's, you know, it's the constant comparison. And, and we, we expected that. The network expected it. Um, but hometown is a very, it is a very different show. I mean, it's still a home renovation show. And there's obviously a, a loving couple that are renovating houses together, and it follows the similar formula that all HGTV shows do. Right. Um, you, you look at a home, the house gets renovated, then there's a reveal at the end. But it's what happens in between that gives hometown its real personality and its spirit, because it's very much about community. And it's about these families finding their forever home and then becoming a part of the fabric of our community. And then in turn, our, our town and the local characters are really a major part of the story. Um, there's like just this army of craftsmen that get these houses done alongside us. And it doesn't look like Ben and I do it alone because that's not reality. That's yeah. not real life. Yeah. And right. then you've got every episode features at least one, uh, sometimes two, sometimes three small businesses in town and and our best friends are in every episode with us and so you get to see kind of the community aspect of a small town while pulling off you know the 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 formula of renovating a house and revealing it at the end right well speaking of speaking of the small town thing what has been the response about the show from the people of laurel the people in laurel are really excited this is something that uh it's happening to them yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's something that we've been clear about from the beginning is that this is just as much the people of Laurel as it is Aaron and I. Um, and, you know, like right now we're talking to you. We're in New York City doing some other media stuff for the show, which is – Get a you know, rope. We, we thought it was hilarious that uh, we're, <laughs> we're doing an interview with Mississippi Public. Yeah, Broadcast you sound like us. Right. From, <laughs> uh, from New York City, but – so we were up here, you know, doing news interviews and everything, and they're like, wow, you know, I bet y'all can't, or they don't say y'all, but <laughs> I bet you can't go out anymore in Laurel, and it's honestly like the people in Laurel know us. They're right. not impressed with us. They've known us, <laughs> you know, they knew me when I was working at the taco shop in the mall. Right, right. Like, oh, that's so cool, Aaron. <laughs> you know, that's so cool. famous in a small town. Right. It, it, we aren't unique. Yeah, so... Well, but look, we give lots of DIY advice on Fix It 101, but we always advise to call professionals when necessary. Now, do you guys use a lot of professionals from uh, the Laurel area or Mississippi? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's fun. Like, so I'm not a plumber by any means. I'm Get not line, good brother. at it. Don't, <laughs> don't want to do it. Don't want to be, you know. And so. Too much risk. Yep. So on the show. Our our director, our showrunner, they would ask me before every scene, "Are you comfortable? Are you comfortable talking about plumbing?" Nope. Nope. <laughs> so we bring in. But our friend is an expert. Yeah. He knows everything about plumbing. Let's bring him into the scene, and so then they get to be characters that are a part of it. Yeah. So we've got you know Purvis Plumbing gets featured. Uh-huh. Um, Norman Morgan, Construction. Norman Construction. Morgan Brothers Cabinets. Like, it's, it's wow. really cool. And honestly, like, the the best part, so we had a big premiere party when the show aired. Mm-hmm. 
and we invited everyone who wanted to come to it. And it was really fun to watch it with everyone because every time there was a local character on the show, mm-hmm. the crowd would cheer and light up. You know, <laughs> so that's, that's, it's really a special show. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And it, seriously, the show belongs to our entire town. Not that, is, that is so fantastic. Now, it's funny. Um, I spoke a couple of weeks ago about one of the projects that I did, which was I bought a, a dresser and brought it home, uh, jacked it up a little bit, put wheels on it, put a butcher block top on it, and all of a sudden it's a kitchen island, right? Yeah. And I heard, I heard you guys uh, uh, did a kitchen island with repurposed wood from a bowling alley, which is probably the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, did a producer tell you guys to do that, or was that Aaron's idea, or Ben? Was no, it? we we do every, you know, the design is totally ours together. We don't, it's not like I'm the designer and he builds it. Right. We're very <laughs> much involved in it together, but honestly, necessity is the mother of invention. Yep. And we needed a, some kind of surface for that countertop, and the budget did not allow for marble on the island. Right. So what do you do? You just start thinking, what can we afford? What? What's something that would be beautiful? What would make sense in here? And right. There was a new a new bowling alley was opening in town, and we had heard that he had uh, that he had used basically a re- he had reclaimed a bowling alley. He went to Arkansas and bought out a bowling alley that they were it was it had closed down. They were taking everything out, and, and putting, he harvested the floors, the pins, the everything. But he had lots of lanes left over that were just stacked up, huh. and um. We had heard about it, so we go and ask, can we, what do we need to do to get one of these pieces of the bowling alley lane? And, of course, he was happy to help us out. He made us a good deal on it, you know, because he's not going to use it. Right. uh, Wow, and if you think about it, that's a fantastic idea because, you know, if you can drop a bowling ball on something, then a kitchen knife should be okay. Yeah. Should be all right. Right. Uh, Now, let me ask you, uh, will you guys have any other kind of surprises like that during the season? Yeah, every every episode will feature some excursion. Um, that's what that's what they call it. But yeah, we, we were filming the scenes where Ben and his two best friends go out and salvage something, or they uh, go to a, a bee farm, or they go to um, <laughs> yeah. So every episode has these unexpected little yeah. field trips. Basically. Okay, all, you know, I mean, it, you know how it is in small town or Mississippi. Like everyone has a connection to everyone. Oh yes. And so when we need something, we just start asking around, and then you know, Jim, my best friend Jim, or my best friend Josh, uh, you know, they're like, "Well, you need to talk to so and so over here." And I say, "Well, I don't know him. Why don't you go with me?" And so we'll go, you know, on an excursion, or sometimes I need their help, and um, you get to see. It's fun because you get to see us interacting and and uh, there's, know, there's a couple fun scenes with them. Um, I won't say who, but one of my friends is uh, really scared of snakes, and uh-huh. that's going to come up at some point. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. This is really funny because I never realized that HGTV shows had a very similar format to Dora the Explorer. Yes. Just, just came across me. The excursions, exactly. the whole nine thing, you know, the, the big reveal, you know, anyway. All right. So uh, any tips for people trying to make renovations to their home? Um, um, d- know your limits. Know yeah, your limits. limits like, now, I mean, when you say limits, does that mean money or effort or abilities? Oh, okay. Know your own DIY capabilities. Okay. You know, I feel like. Pay to have it done right the first time, and uh-huh. not and don't do it three times. Pay for quality up front. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, because I mean, you know, if 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 you're comfortable hanging a new light fixture mm-hmm. and you can do it, you know, perfectly, do it. But if you're going to have to pull wires, you know, run a new run new wiring for a room, right? To put in can lights, and mm-hmm. you don't know how to do that, and you don't know what the code is, and yeah, I mean, they could burn your house down. So well, go ahead and talk someone. Go ahead and call somebody on that. Um, you know, so I mean, there, we all have our limits. We all have things. Like I said about plumbing, like don't call me if you want me to replumb your bathroom. I'm right, not right. Do it. Um, Boy, so, you and I must have gone to the same school, Ben. Because I just, guess so. Wow. I don't know. There was one thing growing up in our house. Like my dad was never. He wasn't a plumber. 
and he was he did light electrical, and so I'm not a plumber, and I can do light electrical. There you go. Okay. Well, before we let uh, people know how, uh, before we let you go, how can people follow you on social media, and how wa- how do you watch the show? Um, my Instagram account is Aaron Napier, E R I N A P I E R, and mm-hmm. and mine is Scotsman dot co, and it's S C O T S M A N dot co C O. Um, and there's a show page also on Facebook. If you search hometown, oh cool, hometown, yeah. on Facebook, it'll come up. Okay, well I tell you what, I'm going to go to that and. I'm going to like your show if you like Fix It 101 back. That's the deal. Okay. Go okay, for deal. It. Cool. All right. All right. This has been great, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, now, yeah. uh, before we go, tell me when the show – we know it's HGTV. Tell me when the show airs. It comes on at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays in Mississippi. Okay. All right. Yep. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I appreciate the interview. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for doing this. And I'm going to go and look at some of your stuff, and um, and we're going to basically copy some of it. Because, you know, (laughs) that's where we're hanging around. Tell them we said hi. We will. We will. Uncle Walt. All right. There you go. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Have a good time in uh, New York. Oh, we will. Man. Okay. What well, a uh, fantastic couple. That's going to be a lot of fun, that show. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, have you thought about getting tent on your windows? Or do did you DIY your tent and need a little help? Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio... We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. And our guest today is Paul uh, Toucher. I'm, I'm trying to get that name right. It's, it's, okay. You did great. Thank you. With Solar Control of Jackson. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How's it going this morning, guys? Man, I'm great. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I could be any better. Really? Yeah. Okay. What's that mean? <laughs> I would guess I could win the lottery or something, but outside That's of that, true. Yeah. you know. Dell, how's well, it going? Um, considering the, the rain and everything, it's great, man. Good good sunny day for me. So, so what are you guys working on right now? Well, right now I got um, a community development project. They want to um, inspect every house to make sure everyone is up to code. So that's a big thing. We got a lot of home inspections and a lot of repairs, just little hacks. But oh, I like the little hacks; those are fun. Oh yeah, yeah. When you, until you start going in the attic, changing out exhaust fans and everything. I mean, the list varies. It's not oh, okay. one All right. thing on the inspection list, but we're getting it covered. Jeff, what are you working? Well, I uh, spent most of my day yesterday um, dealing with flooded houses, and it, 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 it's, uh, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's traumatic. Uh, just imagine getting one inch of water or one foot of water inside your house. It really doesn't matter. When your house right. floods, um, it, is, it is devastating. So I uh, spent most of my day with that trying to help people, and... Uh, Still, a lot of folks out there that need some help, and um, right. it, it was it was it was quite depressing uh, we, yesterday. We, we mentioned um, we mentioned you and I were talking before the show, and and the question that always comes up with folks who get flooded is, you know, you're sitting there, and in the case of uh, uh, someone we know, it's three a.m. Yes, you know, oh, wow. uh, yes. you're getting you're getting your house is completely flooded, and. Uh, 
the next step is not clear. What you know do? what I'm saying? Yeah. What, you know, so so you know that you have to get on the phone and call someone, but who do you call first? And the big question has always been: Do you call the the contractor, the insurance agency, the, the you know who do you what do you do? And, and you know, in one case, someone said, "Well, no, if if your house is flooded, then you call the." the the flood cleanup people first you know i mean it's it's a big thing well you know it's really a combination of of everything you just said okay you you need to call your trusted contractor you need to call your insurance company uh-huh. uh you need to call a water mitigation company and uh, what is a water mitigation company water mitigation company is someone that will come in and uh start drying that property oh okay. uh it is your responsibility as a homeowner um, to protect your asset, right? Don't don't just sit back and and wait for the adjuster to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, start doing everything you can to protect your asset, and then something that's very very important because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there knocking on doors. Right. Sit back for a minute. The damage has been done. Sit back for a minute. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Do do your research. Do your due diligence. And take it one step at a time. Right. This is not going to be a quick process. Mm-mm. But if we, uh, I'm going to describe it like like if you were going to eat an elephant, you're going to do it one bite at a time. Right. Right. So, well, the one thing I would say, having done this improperly wrong, uh, the last time that I did this myself, because our house flooded years ago, and we made the mistake uh, that I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone to look for. Okay. If 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 you have a catastrophe in the home and you're looking for a contractor, uh, I would say your most important thing you could do is check on that contractor. First, in my opinion, first, trying to make them local. Oh, uh, please. Local is, please. is the way to go because otherwise you have people out there who watch the news and find out where to travel to. And and start getting contracts, uh, storm chaser type folks. Oh yes. But, but but the thing is, you want to try to get local. Now they're tricky. They'll get local phone numbers. Yeah, that's they'll, right. They'll they'll get a local address of some sort. Find somebody who's been in your market and yeah. is local. Find, find out find out what that company did in this town last week. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, you, it's, that, you know, it's, please stay local. Yeah. I've been doing this sixteen years. And I have witnessed firsthand people hiring people out of town because oh they're going to save me on my on my deductible. Yeah, they're not going to they're not going to make me pay the thousand dollar deductible. That's right. And fly by night contracts. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say fly by night. There's some good out of town contractors, mm-hmm. but let's just say that you're based in Texas. Are you coming back up here if I have a warranty issue? Right. I doubt it. It's a good point. It's a good point. Something to remember. And, you know, it is Mississippi. It's the beginning of April. Uh, more stuff is going to happen because it's Mississippi in the spring. And just so. beware of the contractors, the ones that, are, you know, you already at a vulnerable state, and they're just making everything sound too good. I'm going to make, you know, I know they want to get it um, back, put together as complete as, I mean, as fast as possible. But right. like Jeff said, just take a moment. To do some uh, some research to see uh, right. what's in your best interest now that uh, the damage is done. Right. Um, all right, folks. Today we've got a special guest, and and let me let me get this right. All right, it's Paul Toucher. That's correct. There Very we good. go. Okay. And uh, I had to get the pronunciation from uh, Java this morning, and he said it about six times, and I'm like, okay, I, I guarantee to goof this up like six times. <laughs> so, well, hey, I can guarantee if you call him Paul T, he's going to answer. Exactly oh, okay, right. okay. So, uh, what do they say in the South? He can call me anything you want, just don't call me late to dinner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, you're the owner of Solar Control Jackson. Yes, sir. That's an interesting uh, name because it brings about so many thoughts um, and. Um, one of the one of the things that is big with you guys is tenting. Correct. And um, I know I saw my dad do this years ago because his house faced east, and the big window, uh, the front of the house is basically all glass. And you want to talk about lighting it up in the in the in the morning, just absolutely. 
toasting that house, and he got tinning done, and uh, uh, it saved a fortune on bills. Uh, I'm going to let you talk about that here in just a second. I've got a call on the line from Ann and Jackson, a comment about uh, Kitchen Island. Ann, are you with us? Yes. Okay, so what's going on? Well, uh, I've got an old house, and I decided to I needed to open up the kitchen uh, and the uh, back porch, which is built with the house, not attached. Uh-huh. Uh, like it was back in the 30s. And to do so, I've cut my long uh, ca- uh, cabinet uh, well, counter. Mm-hmm. And and this woman that does come in and help me said, but you don't have a full counter. And I said, I looked around, I said, but I've got this, 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 and this. I had four partials now. Mm-hmm. And so I had a table that we used to eat on as children that has the drop-down sides, you know, kitchen table. And I thought, I've been thinking now for about six months, why can't I put it on wheels and make an uh, island out of it? Well, that lady just really inspired me that was on before. Oh. That she took the kitchen cabinet and put the top yeah. on it and wheels on the bottom and made it a, an island in the kitchen. Yeah, that's what I did with, uh, with, with the kitchen island recently myself, and I made a butcher block top. They used... Just it was just the coolest idea in the world. They used uh, the bowling alley floor. Yeah, that was just something else. Well, I've I've been thinking about this, and I thought, no, people are gonna think I'm crazy. No, no, uh, th- that's a great project, and that's something you can work on, and 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 it can end up being very uniquely yours. Right, that's what I was thinking all along. That's the day that they thought I was crazy, I'd say, no, it's just me. <laughs> Creative. Well, you know what? Next time someone that's calls good. you crazy, say yes, and you're going to need to get over that. <laughs> so. Yeah, thanks. All right, thank you, ma'am. Uh, so, Paul, this is this is this is interesting to me because we're sitting here in April. Uh, it is absolutely spring in Mississippi. You can tell. It looks like it. And if you take a whiff of the air, you're going to cough because it's spring in Mississippi. But uh, one of the things that you guys do is tenting. And uh, do you do a lot of residential tenting? We do. That's probably our fastest growing segment. Really? It, and it is because the homeowners are learning what tenting is. Mm-hmm. You know, when people think of tenting, they think of a car right. in most cases. And mm-hmm. they go, I don't want that on my house. But there are a lot more options today than there once were. Really? Really? So, because, yeah, everybody thinks about that. They think about the tenting that uh, that that you can buy at the auto parts store. And they try to put it on with all the bubbles. Exactly. And they go too dark. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, I mean, they, so there's, there's a really uh, a bad connotation with that. Tell me... Sell me otherwise, Paul. Well, there there are a lot more choices. So there's everything from the very, very clear to where you couldn't even tell it's on. Like I could name probably lots of properties around town, either homes or businesses, where we've tinted those windows and you'd never even know. Well, wait a second. If it's tinted and you can't tell, what's the point? For UV protection and heat rejection. Oh, really? Absolutely. You can do that without actually putting a tent. That's on correct. It? Where where there's we call it virtually clear because there uh-huh. is some tint value to it. Right. It's like when you buy a car that's not pre-tinted. There's actually still some tint in that glass. Right. It's just not dark enough for you to really notice it. Oh, okay. So All there right. are tint values, and there's tints available now, especially. For residential, uh-huh. someone who doesn't want to change the look of their home, right. or in a retail establishment, they need to be able to see those mannequins, see those displays. Right, right. So, so if if I were to come to you as a homeowner and say, "All right, Paul, um, I want to I want to tint my house. I do not want to change the look of my house, but my power bills are killing me. Can you help?" Oh, absolutely. Every day. <laughs> really? So that, that is, that all that's real? Absolutely, okay. yeah. We we have films, like I said, that are so clear, you wouldn't even know that are on there. In fact, uh, the uh, Mississippi Historical Society is even, I say society, the historical, when it's something deemed historical, yeah. you know, these films have been approved because you can't, re- you don't notice them. You just don't even know they're there. So what you're are you trying saying? to control three things, really. You're trying mm-hmm. to control UV rays. Uh-huh. You're trying to control heat, and you're controlling light. Okay. Now, in some cases, you're going to have to give up one of those to get something. So in a retail establishment or a home, you may be giving up light. Uh-huh. So if you go darker, you you protect yourself against light. Right. But if you go lighter, you're giving that up, but uh-huh. you're getting the other two. Heat oh, okay. Reduction and 
heat reduction and UV. So, so you can absolutely affect your power bills by doing this. People do it all the time. Absolutely. Some people can tell me exactly how much they've saved. Other people can say, I don't know, but my bill went down. So, so what would you say would be the average percentage of savings from someone who got residentially? Yeah, that's a tough, that's really tough because Mm -hmm. so many other factors are involved. You know, how well insulated is that house versus the next one? Uh How many windows did we tint on that house versus the next one? Right. So, uh, I, I can, Probably a better way to say it is I can pretty much guarantee you that your electric bill will, in fact, go down. And, 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 and Jeff and Del can attest, windows are holes in the wall. That's yes. right. Yes. I That's mean, right. energy wasters. I mean, there's heat coming in. There's heat and air going out, I promise you. Okay. And so we're, for the most part, insulating that hole in the wall. Huh. And, and protecting Never it. really thought about it like that, but I guess it is a hole in the wall. Okay. Uh, if you want, if you have a question for uh, Paul or, or any other project you've got going on, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an uh, email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Uh, okay. Does... All right, so we know the tents don't all have to be dark. Um, you have a scratch-proof film that goes on mirrors? What is this? We have, it's called Graffiti Shield. We, it's a clear film, uh-huh. and it's hard. It hardens, and it's basically scratch-resistant. Uh, people, people put this on things, mirrors, uh, bathroom stalls, uh, doors, anywhere that they're concerned about somebody scratching or putting graffiti on there. Oh. Uh, hence the name Graffiti Shield. Oh, okay. Um, so we can put that over something that's hard and smooth mm-hmm. and, and protect it. And then as it wears out over a course of a long period of time, you peel mm-hmm. it off and you put another piece on. Wow. You know, something I thought of the other day, my wife and I were driving through a neighborhood that was one of those, uh, it was a golf course neighborhood, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And uh, then Jeff and I were talking about you coming on this show, and then Java mentioned you have films uh, that hold broken glass together. And I thought, man, every house on this golf course needs that film. Tell me about that. That's uh, what we call our security or safety film, Uh and it's exactly that. It comes in clear or has some tint values to it as well, Uh and you put it on a piece of glass, and it holds that glass together. So if something or someone tries to break through... It'll keep that glass together. Are you serious? Like, so if you take a hammer to this thing? Correct. Yeah. If you go on our website, uh, solarcontroljackson.com, and and look at some of the videos, it's phenomenal. I mean, you ever see those? You've heard of them, at least. Maybe the the person who throws the brick at the window and it bounces off and hits them? Mm -hmm. It's because it has security film on that piece of glass. Wow. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, eventually, well, they're going to get through. Eventually, they stood there long enough and hit hard mm-hmm. enough. Right. They're going to break through. That's well, right. if they're doing that, down you're already awake and absolutely. you've already called 911 yeah, by that right. point. Wow, now, that's now, um, Paul, your, your, your product is a 3M product. Correct. Correct. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes Scott shape. Yeah, that, right. that, that alone uh, has some value because if I remember correctly... Did the space shuttle, didn't 3M develop the heat shield for the space shuttle? They did, yeah. Okay. 3M manufactures over 60,000 products. Come on, Every come American. On. That, that space shuttle thing's got to be on a flyer somewhere, <laughs> a brochure. Yeah, for your product. every American yeah. is no more than three feet away from a 3M product ever. That's how many products they make. Wow. And when to film. What? And wait windows. a second, wait a second. The stat on spiders is not that good. <laughs> You're always eight feet away from a spider well, and three feet away from a 3M product. That's you right. You always need a little tape around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Post-it notes and tape seems to be the, right. the biggest things that people think of. But believe me, there are so many other things. In, in your cell phone alone, there's probably 10 products. No way. The 3M manufacturers. Okay, that's how you got the three feet well, thing. And they invented window film. They, they created window film. And, and, you know, they've obviously, they're such a great engineer company they've you know 
has made it better and better over the years. Could that help it, my um, cracked cell phone? Is it? <laughs> it, actually, it could. Okay. That's right. It right, uh, makes the products that go on those things. Oh, wow. Folks, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm telling you, my house face, uh, the front is east and the back is west, so we get it both ways. Yep. Um, Coming and going. Yeah, and it, this is it, this is very interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right, uh, give us a call. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, have you thought about getting tent on your windows, or do you DIY your tent and you goofed it up and need a little help? Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. And Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. Our guest today is Paul T. with Solar <laughs> Control of Jackson, which I'm going to go with from like here that. on. Yeah. Um, you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You know, we got to start putting online the conversations that we have in between during the breaks you know so much good stuff comes out during those yes, times absolutely yeah. and we were just talking about this one of the things that that uh jeff had mentioned you know the 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 tinting that you had in your college dorm was called aluminum foil <laughs> and 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 uh but you said that that you've actually gone to places and taken the aluminum foil down and put tent up we have and and think about that i mean aluminum foil is very reflective and uh-huh. the, the concept is it bounces that sun away right we have films that literally adhere to the glass and that's exactly what they do they're mirrored right. films to do just that, and certainly more pleasant to look at. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I've got that. I've got that in my mind right now. That crinkled up piece yes, of aluminum yes. foil, because the first time we put it up there, it wouldn't stay, and then right, we had yeah. to throw some tape on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's never smooth. No, <laughs> right. no, it never. It never looks on the window as it comes out of the roll. No, you know, it's a, no. Well, here's the other thing too. I should mention. Uh, you know, it's much more affordable today to do window film than it once was as well. A lot of people say, gosh, is that all? If that's all, I'll do the whole side of my house instead of just this one room. Well, you mentioned something a little bit earlier during the break that I thought was just pure voodoo. Um, Some sort of daylight tinting? What is this? Well, 3M just came out in the last year or so with what they called daylight redirecting film. It's Uh a film that looks like a frosted style film, if uh-huh. you picture in your mind kind of just a hazy or yeah. frost look, uh-huh. it goes on the top of a window, uh, typically like a transom, some uh-huh. top window, and it actually grabs the sunlight and puts it into the room so that you no longer have to turn your lights on uh, during the daytime. Redirecting the sunlight. It's redirecting it into the room. I told it, you guys this was voodoo. Disperses yeah. it throughout the room. It diffuses it so it spreads it out into the room and it directs it up to the to the ceiling. So it's directing it not in your eyes. It's that is directing amazing. It up. Now you also mentioned that there was a uh, kind of like we're, we're sitting here uh, to to give you an example. We're all sitting here at a table in a room that has a uh, formica on the top. Okay, and you mentioned that uh, you guys have a film that you can put on that makes it look like metal. We can make it look like anything you want. We have really? metal, stucco, suede, all so different let me ask colors, you this. Uh, wood grains. That's a that uh, I thought about this as soon as you said it. Could you guys do an appliance? 
Absolutely. So you can so, take that old yeah. you know, lime green refrigerator and cover it and make it look like stainless steel. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. That is amazing. That's worth that's worth something there. We've never done a refrigerator. We've done an ice machine. Uh-huh. We've done an ice machine. We've done elevators. Inside elevators and elevator right. doors, uh, regular doors. We've done tables, um, but but the appliances. I mean, that could be a whole big thing, you know. Yeah, sure. when you, you think? know, you know, Paul. I'm so glad you mentioned that. We've we've uh, and and Paul's a, a, a active member in in home builders, of course. Mm. Um, we just got a new used ice machine. We could put something on the side of that, sure, to make that thing look new, new. Yeah, absolutely. Good. And if you wanted yeah. to put something on there that support Mississippi State or Jackson State or really? Millsaps or LSU or whatever, we really? can do that too. Really? Wow. He said everything but Ole Miss. Did you Ole guys Miss, know this? Yeah. 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 I got to get them. Where, I'm trying yeah. to think of all of them. Where is Ole Miss? Right, right, right. right. Okay. <laughs> Up north. All yeah. right. So we got some Yankees. folks on the line. Let's go ahead and get to those first. Uh, we're going to Russell and Clinton first. Russell, uh, so are you there with us, buddy? Yes, sir. All right. So what did you want to ask about today? I, I tried to put window film on my house, and it didn't turn out so well. Yeah. So was, my question was, can Paul come over and take that film off and put some of the stuff out there? So if you have the crinkly film that you tried to put on with all the bubbles in it and everything, uh, what, what do you think about that, Paul? That's a great question, and, and we do that every day. It seems really? like, yeah. A lot of people, you know, it seems like it's – and Russell, you can probably attest to this. It seems like it should be easy, pretty straightforward, but yeah. it, it can be very difficult. If you think about it, it's layer upon layer of particles, probably about two hundred layers of different particles, but it's thinner than a post-it note. It doesn't take much to crinkle it or or, oh, to, or wow. to mess it up. So this is definitely something that someone who does this every day, a pro. Uh, can they make it look as though there's nothing there? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. That's what we try to do. You know, make sure right. that it's on there on each window to the point where you just can't even notice it. Wow. And people don't look at windows. They look through windows. So mm-hmm. once it's done, they don't even really notice it. Huh. That's interesting. All right. Let's go to uh, Tom in Meridian. Now, Tom, you said you've got a testimonial. Are you on uh, the payroll of Paul or what? what's the deal? <laughs> I don't know, Tom. No, I'm not. But, you know, he could always send me a retainer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's about, up, man? Uh, about 15 years ago, my wife and I bought uh, our new home in Madison and the dining room faces south and it has one of these big windows with a curved top and must have 15, you know, 20 or 30 panes. I don't know what you call it. But uh-huh. you know what I'm talking French about. panes. And the we noticed after a while that the wood floor had been kind mm-hmm. of fading out. So we called solar control and first thing, I can't believe how quickly and how perfectly neatly they put that film up. I can't, couldn't tell that it had been done. And again, there were all these pains. And the other thing that was a big takeaway for me, and it relates to what you were saying earlier, uh, Paul was, he suggested a darker tint. And my wife and I, we said, well, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's too dark. And he said, well, he left us some samples, but we got his recommendation, the dark tint and, uh, it works great. You really don't notice it. You'll put your hand up against that glass now, and you can tell you don't feel the heat. It's cooler. So that's that's interesting that you say that, Tom, because it didn't occur to me. I didn't think about like uh, the floors bleaching and that kind of sure. stuff from the sun. It didn't mm-hmm. occur to me. Rug, um, rugs will do it. Carpet, yeah, sure, yeah. Wow, and that's a big reason why people use this is to protect against fading, uh, and you can't see it happening until it's too late. Right, right. That's a good point, man. That's a that's a great point. That's fantastic. All right, appreciate it, Tom. Thanks a lot. Yes, thank you, Tom. All right, let's go to uh, Wayne in Kemper County about those shatterproof windows. That wasn't that an awesome idea, Tom uh, Wayne. Wayne, are you there? Yes, I am. So, so uh, you're going to talk about those shatterproof windows, huh? Uh, yes, indeed. I had uh, uh, I had always heard that if a when a tornado hits a house or a structure, uh, something about the differential in the uh, air pressure, that if you could keep the windows from shattering, it would protect your house. 
Wayne, that's exactly why a lot of people use this for an inclement weather situation for that exact reason. You're absolutely right. If you'll notice any anybody who videotapes a tornado, they'll know if the, as the closer that pressure gets to a home or building, anything with glass, it shatters that glass. And this that's why a lot of people use this, for example, in a commercial setting. We'll go to a lot of buildings that they're trying to create a tornado-safe room, and right. there's interior glass. So we'll put our film on there to protect that glass from shattering. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. That's a great, that's, that's yeah, a great point, Wayne. That's a fantastic point. Now, now Paul, um, I, I've heard, and, and I, I don't think there's any value to this, but I've heard if you tint your window, you could void the manufacturer's warranty. Is there some... Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that that up. Yes, absolutely. And and that is true, especially if you put the wrong film on. There's Mm -hmm. right films and wrong films. Okay. There's reflective films and there's absorbent films. Uh For example, a double pane or a triple pane window, you can't put just any film on there. You have to put the right film. Uh That's why if the person who's tinting doesn't come out and take a look at those Uh windows and look at that project, beware. Really? Okay. They don't know what films they're able to put on there. So the other thing is with 3M, for example, they pick up any warranty that is dropped because of that situation. Oh, Oh, nice. So if a manufacturer of a window uh, says, listen, if you put film on there, I'm not, you know, we're not warranting that anymore. 3M will pick that up for the length of that. (laughs) Wow, that's nice. I was just going to ask, do y'all use any kind of special lighting or anything to just check the C? Yeah, like an uh, infrared or yeah, something like that. What type of yeah. film you'll need? A black light, a blue light, or yeah. <laughs> a high beam laser light? Or no, no. Just eyeball? I, well, I'm not sure I understand. Like, are you trying to, like, how dark should you go? I, would, or, I mean, if you came out to my house, <clears throat> what would be the step to see what um, tin I would need? You know, just look at the sunlight? or the Well, room? here's my rule of thumb. My rule of thumb with everyone is go as dark as you can stand it. We mm-hmm. just have to figure out what that is. So what I'm going to do with you, Dell, is I'm going to hold up a lot of different samples, mm-hmm. and I'm going to find out where your threshold is. Okay. Because what you think is dark, quote-unquote dark, somebody else may think, oh, that's that's I, that's not dark. Right. right. So I'm going to hold up all of these different samples for you to tell. Because remember, we're controlling three things. Mm-hmm. The three things that you want to control as much as possible is UV rays, mm-hmm. heat, and visible light. So the visible light is the darkness. So you want to go as dark as you can stand it to give you as much protection against that light. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, before before we end the show, I got a couple of questions from an email here that I wanted the guys to give a shot at. Okay. And uh, Dell, you may have come across this at some point. I'm not sure. All right. The email says I have a fiberglass pole that has split at one end. The pole is about an inch and a half in diameter. And the tubing wall is maybe a quarter inch thick. What type of saw blade do I need to cut the damaged piece of the pole? Having worked with fiberglass before, I know that a regular saw can fray it, you know, and and, and kind of butcher it a little bit. What do you guys think? I would say fine tooth. You know, um, I always like a fine tooth, like a hacksaw kind of thing. Yeah, or um, I'm always using that re- reciprocating saw, but it's um, got special blades like a plastic cutting blade or metal cutting. Or, oh, okay. Um, even what, what's this pole being used for? Do we know? I would think we don't know. For this person, it's very possible it could be an antenna. Sounds like they just oh, destroyed my okay. paint pole. Yeah, almost you know, two story. You know, like to, a paint pole. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. to cut synthetic marble. Uh-huh. Uh, nickname would be Builder's Marble. Uh-huh. To cut that, we we turn our saw blade backwards, uh-huh. and it cuts just like butter. Really? Uh, it might be a situation where you turn your regular saw blade backwards, and uh, it's worth a try. Uh, that, cool. that That will prevent the splintering and the... Uh, yeah. And, uh, Things of that. I would try that first. That's interesting. Okay. Look for the blade that uh, specifies in those type of cuts. Right. Um, I, you know, the plastic is closest to it, and it's going to be real fine teeth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a hacksaw. Right. All right. Now, here's another one. While installing a new heating and cooling system, the thermostat was moved to a new location, leaving behind a hole in the wall. Uh, we have covered the hole with a blank switch plate, but is there an easy way to plug the hole and patch the sheetrock? You can actually, uh, uh, me personally, I've done this, and you can actually, if, if, 
if you don't have a lot of knowledge of how to do this, they sell a kit. Mm-hmm. You can buy a kit. Uh, it, you know, it's a little bit more expensive than just buying the sheetrock. You know, but it's it's worth it if you're just patching a small hole, let's say the size of a doorknob or a, mm-hmm. a you know, a, a, I don't know, a hand, something of that nature. Sure. Um, but it makes it very easy to to um, to to fill that hole. And the only thing you've got to do then is figure out if you still have a little bit of the paint that you use to paint that wall. Yep. Yep. And don't um, be afraid to question. sand it till you get it smooth. You know, keep uh, applying the yeah. compound until you get it like the less. Light. Less is more. Yes. Yeah. Is there a rule so. of thumb on, on where to put a thermostat? Uh, well, this person mentioned to me uh, that the thermostat was sitting right in front of the uh, the the. It was blowing air on the thermostat. You know, know. The, so the, the, the register was blowing yeah. air on the thermostat, so Which it was changing wrong. the house. Right. Yeah. The the rule of thumb with a thermostat needs to be close to the return. Okay. That's, close to the that's, return. Okay. You know, think about what it does. Mm-hmm. It turns your unit on and off. Right. So get that as close to your return as you can. Okay. All right. Uh, got a call on the line. Richard is in Mabin. He wants to talk about some of that window tent. How's it going, Richard? All right. I wanted to ask, I have a lot of indoor plants. As a matter of fact, I always say I have to issue folks a machete during the winter so they can do <laughs> uh, How is this tent, window tent going to affect those plants? You know, again, another great question, Richard. Thank you. Uh, we have found that it doesn't affect them at all, with one exception. In a situation like yours that you're mentioning, you want to go lighter. So you want to give up some of that light. So don't go dark on your tent because your plants are going to need some of that light. So you still, if you go with a lighter film, you'll give the UV protection, you'll get some heat reduction, you'll get energy savings, but you'll still allow some of that light through to uh, to help with your plants. So this is this is uh, this has an artistic quality to it also, finding just the right spot. Well, once again, that's why somebody that you call needs to come out to your home and take a look. They they yeah. can't do quote you over the phone, or they shouldn't. I guess they could, but they shouldn't. Send me a picture of your windows. They need to see something. <laughs> they need to see an idea. They need to see what kind of window, what what your specific situation is. Right. Mm-hmm. Great question, Richard. Great question. All right. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, Del. Do y'all tend um, skylights? Things like that. We much. do. We do a lot of skylights. In fact, uh, we put that security film on some skylights, and that hailstorm year or so ago yeah. protected yes. a lot of people. Oh, wow. Great idea. All right. You know what? We, I wish we could go further, but we got to wrap it up. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Jay White. Uh, for Delmore, Jeff Sammons, and Paul T. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.